everyone, Dave and Jeff doing our first podcast of the week, watching Padres and Brewers. As we're going to tell you what we're watching. Beyond your head, I'm watching the Giants beat up on the Dodgers. we got the Padres, Brewers. Everything is going hometown way for your San Diego Padres. After that bullshit weekend in Colorado, <laughs> if you want to call it real baseball. Well, Dave, it, it's the greatest. It might be my greatest day ever. And I'm trying to find out where. Oh, here, this is what I need. Um, so I was on Twitter today. Okay. Okay. And <laughs> dude, were you paying attention over the weekend to Padres and Colorado? What was going no, on? No, I was not. I was in Los Angeles all weekend. All right. Well, on Twitter, dude, it's the funniest shit ever because if. They lose, let's say the pods lose to Milwaukee tonight. Okay. Padres Twitter sits and waits for, or better yet, better yet. Hang on, I got that fucked up. Let me fix that. Padres Twitter is sitting in the weeds waiting for Milwaukee tonight. The official Milwaukee Twitter to post the score. So if the Padres, as we're watching right now, Third inning, Padres are up two to nothing. Yep. They're waiting for Milwaukee to post the score. Hey, Brew Crew falls tonight. Over the weekend, on whatever night, I think it must have been fr- Friday night, Padres come back and win. Crazy comeback. And the Rockies, it's like a game of chicken. They're waiting it out. Padres Twitter is <laughs> waiting it out. And they fucking ref- Rockies refused to post a score. Oh, wow. So it goes on. Usually, usually they post it within like five minutes. Yeah. And it's just Katie bar the door. So this shit, I was out Friday night, but apparently the, the wait was going on and on and on for like an hour. And as I got home and went through my timeline, I was just fucking dying, right? Uh, this game is so great to me. I love it. So H-shaped Preller. Who I figured out who he is. Okay. He is our sour shoes. <laughs> he's so fucking brilliant and such a fucking nut at the same time. Like he's psychotic. He has a way to go in and change the wording of your tweets. So he goes in to the Rockies Twitter account on Friday night. Okay. Takes a tweet that they wrote and changes it. Right, they probably wrote, hey, great to see Todd Helton. And makes it just this complete pro-Iranian militia. Jesus. It's, I was just like, fuck. So I'm sitting there looking at it and knowing him like I know him. I'm like, okay, this is so incredibly brilliant. I couldn't word a tweet like that if you gave me $10,000. And I'm thinking to myself, who is he going to turn it on locally in the media? So I was thinking, I don't know, AC. AC was the number one guy. Partello was the second guy, right? I'm looking at these guys. I'm like, it's going to be one of these dudes that's going to get it. Well, HJ has been a loyal supporter of the podcast. So the other night, we were giving Padre Twitter shit, and I was the guy. (laughs) I swear (laughs) to God, Dave. I'm going through my Twitter. Now, keep in mind, I'm at work today. Right? Yeah. I'm at work, and all of a sudden, I see this fucking tweet that he writes, hey, you know what? I've dug into Jeff's Twitter a little bit, 
and it's a little fucked up. He's clearly offended, right? And I got to find all these. Uh, so he wrote like three of them. Oh, here we go. First one he writes, this comes at, uh, doesn't show me the time. H.J. Preller. I've got my own concerns on where Jeff's allegiance is after going through his timeline. So if you go back to June 9th of this year, I wrote on Twitter, coolest guy going right now is Iranian President Rouhani for successfully concealing his nuclear centrifuge program? I fucking almost fell out of the chair. Now, the great thing is if you look at it, yeah. 18 fucking people agree with me. Yeah. That the coolest dude going right now is Iranian President Rouhani. Dave, I couldn't pick Rouhani no, out watch. of That's going to one day come back to keep your kids from getting into college. Hang on. <laughs> so then, then he fucking brings you back from Pink's. Now oh, you got Now you got Pink's in there, right? Yes. I'm like fucking rolling. So I said to him, like, hey, who the fuck are the 18 people that liked my tweet? To which he replied, when you tweet about or when you tweet about your support for the Iranian Revolutionary Guard, generally Iranian Revolutionary Guard supporters will start following and liking your tweets, Jeff. I go, well, fuck, that makes sense. Okay, I should have known that. Then he goes, hour later. Finding a lot of very troubling stuff in my account. <laughs> I go, oh, shit. Now, I don't even know what the fuck this means. But on the same day, the 9th, when I was feeling very political and those same 18 people encouraged me to come back again. Yeah. I wrote, can't believe the Houthis, H-O-U-T-H-I-S, aren't getting more recognition for their great drone attack in Ab Abba? A-B-H-A? Maniacs, exclamation nice. point. 18 people like that one, too. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Drunk Flannery writes back, these are all fakes because he didn't mention Lisa Ann. <laughs> it's not true. On the night, god damn it. On that same June 9th, I again wrote, I clearly was struggling. Only things hotter than the real Lisa Ann are the burns from friend of the show, Bashir Al-Assad's chemical weapon deployment. That's funny. That's exactly what Dude. it sounded like you would write. <laughs> 18 fucking people. Yes. Stay loyal to me. They don't give a shit what you people think. They know I'm onto something. Now, this maniac lover of shrimp jumps in. And apparently, Dave, if you go back to April... Yeah. Probably when I fucked around with that Lexapro. <laughs> I wrote, by Allah, thus advanced towards Muta and the army of Hercules. Keep your right and left wings in order. Come on. We shall be winners both ways. Either we win or we gain martyrdom. I swear to God, I fucking couldn't breathe that these guys, I was so excited. I figured, because if that goes to, let's go through certain guys in the media. Yeah, go ahead. Do you think Wayne Partello sees the humor in that? No. I think people think it's the legit shit. I said. that To me, that would freak me out, going, I will never find another job again the rest of my life. That's what I said. If I write like on this, I'm afraid the State Department's going to be yeah. at my door tomorrow. No shit. Oh, my God. It that's is, amazing. 
It's fucking brilliant. It's cra- I'm looking right at it. Jeff's not making this shit up. That's nuts. <laughs> Goddamn, so brilliant. And they were doing it to the Rockies. Oh, my gosh. But I was like, now nah, I know what's going to happen. Woods will have his feeling hurt that he hasn't been part of the militia. But I just said to those guys, I was like, I'm just waiting for somebody to DM me and write me a message about this shit that I literally have no fucking idea what I'm apparently endorsing here other than uh, chemical burns. Oh, my God. These dudes, man. I wrote later on. There was a guy, Charlie, somebody from Boston. Yeah. Who said, uh, man, I don't know how anybody could cheer for Machado. And one guy retweets it. I don't even know. Dude has like under 200 followers. But somebody finds it. Yeah. Retweets it. And Dave, I said, when these guys walk into Padres Twitter, they walk in all brash. They're feeling good. And I said, to me, every time it feels like those National Geographic videos where there's soft music playing and there's a deer kind of getting some water from a stream. Yeah. And then they show up on the hill. There's like a pack of mountain lions. And you're like, oh, shit. This is going to be gruesome. I hope it goes quick and the camera doesn't zoom in. Because that's what I felt like watching Charlie today. He just got shredded. He just got shredded right to the bone by the creek. (laughs) But that shit struck me so fucking funny. I was like, it's brilliant. That kid is so fucking brilliant with the shit that he can write and come up with. The Rockies clearly didn't see the humor. Oh, of course not. Okay, so set me straight on this. As I said before, I didn't pay attention to a lot of Padres stuff. I didn't know the scores and saw them run up crazy numbers. Kept coming from behind? Oh, yeah. No, the two wins they had were incredible. But at the same time, you you kill your bullpen. I mean, to the point where... It was on both teams. You know, it yeah. wasn't just the Padres. It was it was crazy to the point where I was listening to Ted and complain about Colorado, and I was like, dude, just enjoy it. You know, right. but when you watch a team that maybe that disrupts their team for two weeks because yeah. of what happened in a four game series in Colorado, it was it was fucking nuts. But Woods, I guess, went after Todd Helton. Oh yeah, I saw that. And so I, I don't. When he goes after Todd Helton, as as we've known people, you don't go after Todd Helton. Usually doesn't end very oh, well. Oh, yeah. And now that you work with the Padre station, you kind of go, oh, fuck. As soon as I saw that, I kind of got nervous for, for Woods, that the Rockies were going to sit there and make the call to the Padres and go, hey, this is the Padres station. So Your guy's he, going after one of our guys. Did Todd Helton get DUI? He's had a bunch of DUIs. Oh, shit. Okay. And and Woods made, a, uh, I thought, a decent argument when he said, I'm not calling him a drunk just because uh, – or an alcoholic. He goes, just because you, you get a DUI doesn't make you an alcoholic. He says, sometimes you mess you mess up and you, you get a DUI. But he goes, I did research on it, and this guy's had a shitload of DUIs. You know, he's basically a motherfucker. Oh, wow. You, you know, you get multiple DUIs and you put other people's lives at risk. Yeah. You're a piece of shit. I, I didn't know that about Helton, but I, I... I thought it was Costa at first. I swear to God. I didn't even realize that was Todd Helton's picture. Uh, dude, they had videos of Todd carrying kegs on it. I, I swear to God, Dave, I sit there and read yeah. every one of them and I laugh at every one of them. It progress It's unbelievable. Like I said, there were like 1200 of them yeah. that came in on Friday and didn't read all 1200, but they like, there's no drop off. It's like going to the best concerts you've <laughs> ever seen where your favorite band just plays hit after hit after hit. 
and I will say it forever. As a fan base, we've been pissed on, we've been spit on. It goes back when I was a kid, when Benito got fucking hit by Jeff Brantley. Yep. And we've never, we've never been the bad guy. Never as an organization. True. We've always been the nice guy. Nobody ever fucking retaliated. Nobody ever did shit to protect our guys. And this group of Padres Twitter has turned every one of these teams. I'm telling you, if I'm the Milwaukee social media guy tonight, I'm like, I'm just posting the score and muting this conversation. It's the only thing yeah. I could do. Or have some fun and go along with it. They they said, a couple of those guys, Eric told me, Think drunk from Lannery said, like the Braves, I think they said we're into it and had fun with it. Cool. But um God damn, it's awesome. I it agree is, with you. I think it is awesome. It's one of the best things about Padre baseball is watching these lunatics go after it. So going back to, to Woods, my point on Woods was mm-hmm. and he went the other thing he said, he goes, Jesus, you guys play in a place called Coors Field. You know, relax. Yeah. Don't put this all on me. Who went after him? The uh, uh, Colorado fans went after him, and the Rockies sounded like they went after him, and to the point where he, he wasn't sure what to do. He got nervous. You know what? He gets nervous. <laughs> and I think he was thinking, fucking a call's going to someone up high with the Could Padres. Could you imagine? That's what I was honestly got. As soon as he said that, I was worried for him. I go, holy fuck, he's been there a week, and he might get suspended for a week. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Does he even have a PTO belt up? I don't think he does. <laughs> Has he ever been suspended? That's crazy. Uh, I don't think so. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> dude, look. The last guy just got run out of there Yeah, for being a dink on Twitter. Yeah. Like, everybody looks at Twitter. Let all these guys fight the good fight. Like, a buddy of mine said, hey, do you ever jump into that? I go, fuck no. These no. guys are at a different level. <laughs> Like, God. how long did it take H.J. Preller to put that together? Uh, guaranteed knowing him? About four seconds. <laughs> about four fucking That's seconds. Scary. I thought you were going to say a day and a half. No, God, no. And I was rolling. Rolling. It's always the ninth, and there's yeah. the same 18 people that love it. And I loved it. I don't give a shit. Who but do you I, know that would panic the most if they saw one of their names in one of his tweets? Oh, uh, it's Grant. Grant. Oh, it's Mark Grant. He'd freak I, out. I thought you were on. Yeah, Woods would see the humor in it. Woods would would see it more. Grant would freak the hell out. AC? I don't even know if AC. AC, I bet gets a lot of shit nonstop. He does, but he likes yeah. it. I, I, Grant would, would freak Grant out. And I'm not daring you to do it. I'm just no, telling no, you. No, no, yeah. Out of, I'd rather every, not play yeah, that. Game. No, no, no. <laughs> out of everybody we know, like Mark wouldn't sleep for three days. Freaked out. <laughs> They doctored one of his tweets? Yes. And then screen captured yeah. it? <laughs> well, if you go, this is a guy who draws pictures of various Padre officials with a big load of chode on their face. Dude, I swear to God, it was the funniest shit. I couldn't believe it. I was so excited. I was like, I can't believe I'm number one. I hadn't even figured myself in the equation. Oh, that's funny. And they're so, like... The thing that makes them brilliant, yeah, they're so they're worded. Like I told him, I don't even know what the fuck that means. Yeah, that's why it's so great. I said to him, I just love the fact that I was so such a hero of the Iranian president that yes. I had to call him the coolest guy going. 
And I just wanted, I wanted it known on social media. This is the guy. God damn it, man. That, that is, was awesome. That is that freaking. That was funny as shit. That is crazy. I want to ask you about Father's Day, but we're going to break these things up. We aren't going to do yeah, this all at once. At yes, we'll, we'll break it up a little bit. I want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams, of course, is your guy. We tell you all the time that could be the best phone call you ever make. It's one of those phone calls to educate you, to make sure that you're taking care of your money, and most importantly, your money is taking care of you. It's the relationships he has built up for a long period of time that have helped so many people out, especially people in the military. Don't forget, here's his number, 858-688-6813. Again, make your money last, 858-688-6813. Dave, it means so much, especially right now for people that are looking to buy a home. Man, oh man, a couple of different books we can get for you. The first one, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart. I think a lot of us go through it. Feels like just in the last couple of weeks, do you do the same thing? You get property taxes, right? Yep. You get the insurance bill that shows up for every six months. Ah, it's always great when the attorney bill shows up every couple of months. You're like, fuck, this is great. I love writing checks out. So the, that's why Dan's book, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, is the cornerstone of the practice. It's going to help people incorporate their mortgage plan into their overall financial plan. That way, I used to always say to people when I worked for either Chase or for Homecomings, don't pay your department store bill and forget about your mortgage you're not going to live at may company you're going to live in your house for christ's sake <laughs> company right yes. not going to live at walker scott damn it uh dan's got a second book for anybody who's in the military it's how to purchase a home with no down payment as you know dan's a huge supporter of the honor foundation and what better way to properly educate the military families on the possibility of owning a home using your VA entitlement? Here's how you get them. Go to sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. Or you can give them a call at 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Again, for both books for free, sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. Then call him, 858 688 6813. If you're a first time home buyer, if you're a veteran, what we're trying to do, get you educated and do it by building that relationship with Dan Williams. Absolutely. Also, I know yesterday, as we said, I have a Father's Day story for you. So does Jeff in just a second. But how many people are using that big green egg oh, yesterday? That big man. green egg, I'm telling you, don't be the last one of the party. If you don't know what it is, you got to go to hot sauces and more.com. Again, it's the letter N in between. They're hot sauces and more. Dot com. It's the big green egg. Everyone's cooking on that big green egg all summer long. And in San Diego, it's one of those deals. You can use it 365 days of the year. Make sure you understand what it is and how you can get one. Yeah, you can go check out the store. 2015 Birch Road in uh, right down here in Chula Vista. It's at the Otay Ranch Mall. They was great. I was out at Cali Comfort yesterday. Couldn't even get in. Hour and a half away to 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's awesome. But when you go there... The big green egg displayed on that back patio. And talk to anybody who grills. Think about it through the years, right? Years ago, you said, oh, I need this particular grill or I need that particular grill. All of them were cool, but the guys at the big green egg have changed the game. That's why you can do it. I mean, we're telling you about all the different things that happened at Egg Fest. Yep. When they were cooking with wood, they were doing pork belly, apple mustard pork belly. They're doing prime rib. So many different things. It's a barbecue. It's a smoker. You can use them all. And go see the guys at Hot Sauces and more. They'll get you all squared away. Good deal. So, again, yesterday was Father's Day, a big weekend. I know for you, uh, favorite day of the year. For me, favorite day of the year. What was your day like? 
Uh, it was cool. A couple of different things. Like what was great, Dave, for me was realizing how lucky we are that everybody in our group is an engaged dad. Because I grew up in a house, my mom was a single mom. A lot of single moms um, deserve credit yesterday, too, for playing both roles. But for the dads that we know and all the guys that, whether you listen to this show or they're buddies of this show, shit, man, they're all in. And it's not like David Spade said, you don't show up one day a year with a Nerf football and your kid's like, hey, man, you're my hero again. So uh, for me, we, my sons and I hung out all weekend. I mean, we hung out Friday, we hung out Saturday, and then uh, just had a great time yesterday. But but for me, and I know you feel this way, every day is Father's Day. Every time I, I say to them over and over again, every chance we get to hang out, do yep. different things is great. Been lucky enough to meet a lot of people, go a lot of places, and do a lot of things, but being their dad's the best part of it. So uh, we just hung out. We went to lunch, and then last night we went to Pachanga Arena for WWE. And the, there were so many different sites. First, there were a ton of families there, which is pretty wild, right? The WWE yeah. has become family entertainment. At what point did you take that picture, the one that you, you posted? Oh, it was about a half hour before okay, everything started. Okay, it seems so empty. It was pretty empty. Though. Really? Yeah, it was pretty. I mean, it's a Sunday night at 7. I know most kids are out of school, but um, I didn't know a lot of the people. Like, we didn't know a lot of the people who they were. Yeah. But, Dave, these guys are so freaking funny when they get on the microphone. You know what? You people, shut up or I'm never coming to San Diego again. Um, my son's out. We just laughed all night. Yeah. And uh, it was great. It's like the Globetrotters. Like, those dudes are like the Globetrotters that are smacking each other around. But uh, what I wanted to do, I mentioned it. My, I, I want to hear your story, but I knew you were in L.A. Yeah. And what I, I have not been to Cali Comfort in a long, long time. And I have not been to Cali Comfort since Sean changed the menu. And I've done that specifically for a reason. The plan was that I was going to go back for the first time around Jake's birthday. Yeah. I was going to go back at Jake's birthday and get the sandwich. But I knew you were in L.A. And I said to Jack and Kate, I go, hey, we're going to Cali today because I'm going to get to Jake. I'm going to send the picture out to Dave and say, hey, man, I'm here. And when you get there, it's so fucking funny because there was this big push to shut down Cali Comfort, right, yeah. on Yelp and everything else. It's a goddamn hour and a half wait. It's doing great. And I mentioned it on social media yesterday, and there were a couple of people that wrote and said, you know what, I just I choose not to go there. That's fine. That's your deal. But when people go on Yelp or try to do anything else, uh, that's where exactly it, they tried, but they got shut down. Yep. They got shut down. Hour and a half wait. Sean wasn't there. I texted him. I go, dude, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It's a 90-minute wait. <laughs> And he said, oh, man, did you drop names? I go, fuck, no, I was not going to do that at all. So I didn't get the opportunity to do that. But that was kind of had been the goal was I'm going to go today, Father's Day. We're going to watch the U.S. Open. We'll yeah. watch them, the Padre game. And I couldn't be happier for Sean, man. The line was around the building. People were stoked, hanging out, waiting, and it was a good deal. But um, the one thing I didn't do yesterday was bug you. And I was going to text you. I was watching you on social media because anybody who's been here and people ask me this all the time. Hey, how's Dave doing? Yeah. 
And I go, the problem is every time, not to speak for you, but I, I would think I'm onto something. Every time there starts to be a little bit of a scab over the wound, there's something new that comes, depicts at it. And with Jake passing away on October 30th, the first thing that I think of was Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then Christmas and birthdays in between. But Mother's Day. Mother's Day was a big. Father's Day yesterday, the whole thing. And I was just like, you know, man, I'll see him tomorrow night. But I know you guys had a big weekend and you were up there, but I was thinking about you. I was thinking about Jake yesterday, Josh and Rita. So how'd the day go? Well, I'll tell you what it was, and I'll, I'll jump back to uh, to the beginning. But we on Saturday. Um, I'll tell you, yesterday my thing was I was going to stay off social media. I was going to stay off, and we we're part of a couple group tasks. You and I we were with uh, Costin Woods, and love those guys, and you. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, the four of us are, are Al Horton, Al Horton jumped in a separate one with you and me and him, you know, him, you and I, and, and then, uh, but, but we're all extremely close, yeah. you know, but I even kind of stayed off of that one a little bit, not because I was blowing those guys off. I just was, didn't want to get caught looking at my phone yesterday, right. especially with Josh near me. That right. was my thing. I'm not going to sit there and pay attention to what's going on in this phone when my son's with me all day. Yeah. The only people I really responded to, I think I did respond once to Alan because yeah. we don't talk to Alan enough. But um, any kid that wrote to me, and I had a lot of kids that wrote to me. I mean, oh, nice. and I call them kids because they're younger than me. But some of these kids are, you know, twenty-one years old now. Kids that I've coached mm-hmm. and couldn't have been nicer. The, the things they wrote were absolutely outstanding, and people were were absolutely great. Um, I'll, I'll just start with, with Saturday first because it was two completely different days. Saturday was was my wife's birthday. Oh, so, wow. Okay. And even though we went out of town the, the week before with a group of friends, um, Saturday was our actual birthday. So we, we go to Los Angeles and, you know, L.A. is not her favorite place. Not because yeah. she's a Padre fan and hates the Dodgers, which she is a Padre fan. But she's just L.A. is just kind of too much for, her, you know, Josh and I love it. But we said, you know what, let's let's go to L.A. Let's do things that you haven't done before. So three things she did on Saturday. She's never done it before in her life. Mm-hmm. Went to the pantry. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah, never, sure. never been there. Waited in line for How that. Long? The line was about an, an hour. Okay? okay. And it's funny. If you haven't been to the pantry, it's right by the Staples Center. Doors yeah. haven't been closed in 100 years. I mean, right. there's not even a lock on the door. Dude, how much uh, owned by Richard Reardon? Yes, exactly how right. How much does he make on that? Oh, park? my gosh. And the, park, and the parking lot across the street. And the bar next door. Yeah. It's, wow. it's really something else. All right. So you go so, to the pantry. So nice. We go to the pantry. Food is outstanding. But one of the things we did to get there from the hotel, we stayed in a hotel downtown. We stayed at the Omni downtown LA. Oh, yeah. We did the bird scooter. She's never done a bird. I didn't think she would ever <laughs> fucking do it. Nice. So she did the bird scooter. There you go. That's one. That's two. We take it over to Staples Center. And no joke, when we're in front of Staples Center is when they finalize the deal, basically, for Anthony Davis. Oh, shit. Nice. It was, it was, it was kind of nuts. So we... Um, we head on back. We go to uh, to Melrose. Uh, we, we go out to dinner. Pink's hot dogs. Saw yeah. Took the picture. It's funny. We were, nice. we were in line for another restaurant, but while we were in line, Josh and I ran down the street <laughs> and I ordered Pink's hot dogs. <laughs> so we had, we had the Pink's hot dogs, and we ran and we had uh, we had dinner, and then she went and got her her nose pierced. No way. No. Where <laughs> it? She went and and not a big ring, just a just a tiny stud that you can hardly see, but went and had her, her left nostril pierced and so those were the three things she did and she had a great day so cool. it was cool we went through you know obviously went through uh beverly hills and rodeo drive and everything afterwards and took pictures and went and saw where biggie was killed the whole deal yeah so um 
Sunday morning, uh, wake up, man, and it was it was nuts. I was really dreading Father's Day yeah. because I didn't know how I was going to react. And you said it perfectly. It's like a scab. Yeah. You just don't know what's going to happen. And so losing a child is everything you could possibly imagine, where it just doesn't feel like anything's ever going to feel normal again. To the point you just you feel so fucking broken, you don't know what to do, you know? And not to, to scare anybody, but I'm telling you right now, if I didn't have another child, I don't know if I could go on, right. you know? why I don't feel like going on, you know? It, the pain is so goddamn terrible that I tell you every second that you're awake, that's all you can think about. So I wake up. I go in the I go in the hotel bathroom, man, and it's a faucet, man. Yeah, just right. ca- I couldn't stop crying, and yeah. it was, it wasn't a violent cry. It was just it was like just so many tears came out of my face. I couldn't believe it. It wasn't even like I was making a, a you know that shaking, crying, nothing like that. But man, I missed him. Yeah, you know, and it killed me to know that that he wasn't here, and just <clears throat> I just couldn't uh, I couldn't stop it. It was like that for over an hour. And uh, I was like, I don't want, I don't want Josh to see me that way. I, I don't want to ruin his day. You know, it, it's Father's Day. He means the world to me. And I didn't want to be I, not like a downer, but he knew what I was going through. Rita knew what I was going through. Sure. So we, you know, I pull it together. I get it all out. I wrote a, I wrote a thing I put on social media while I was in the bathroom crying. And usually I fuck up Twitter and everything's so bad. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't completely screw that up. Um, and then we went out to breakfast. We uh, got our stuff ready for, um, you know, to go out for the day to check out of the hotel. We go back to West L.A. We go to Factors Deli, mm-hmm. parked in the same neighborhood where I lived as a kid. We walked to the deli, got out of the, we uh, got back in the car. We drove a couple uh, miles down to Santa Monica, went back to Rodeo Drive. Josh wanted to buy a, a birthday present for his mom, even though he could have bought the same thing for the same price at Mission Valley or Fashion Valley. Um it was cool. And one of the things that was strange is, I, you know, a lot of people say they, they believe in different signs, you know. Let me mm-hmm. see if I can find this on my phone as I'm talking to you. But um, the people, a lot of people say butterflies or different things that make yeah. them remember, you know, saying, hey, wait a second, that's that's a sign. And so, you know, I, I always like it. I always say whatever gets you through, that's absolutely outstanding. But it was weird when I was outside just driving around and I got stuck in traffic trying to pick them up. Can you see that picture at all? Yeah. Okay. It's a red Ferrari. Yeah, with just the number twenty five, right in the middle of the plate. Holy shit! And that was that was Jake's thing. Jake, what was it say? JP twenty five. And it's just weird. I've never seen that before. Jake obviously loved Ferraris, like like most boys do. And the fact that it just had the number twenty five in the middle of it was kind of crazy. We go to uh, I pick them up. We go to Dodger Stadium. We're kind of stuck in traffic, and we have three seats. I told you before I was going to buy four, but we didn't buy four. It was sold out. It was a national TV game. Cubs, obviously, a huge audience. After the game, you can play catch with your dad on the field on Father's Day. And we go to our seats, and it's on the aisle. It's Josh. It's Rita. It's me. And, dude, there's an empty seat right next to me. Holy shit. And I swear to you, Jeff, if you looked around that entire stadium, there wasn't one empty fucking seat. Yeah. And I said to the guy next to me, I said, hey, is anyone sitting here? His daughter was on the other side. He goes, nope. And I said, do you mind if I put my son's stuff right here in the seat? And he goes, you got it. And then I just kind of told him the story. Not yeah. loud. I just said my son passed away a few months ago, and this was his favorite place. And I yeah. go, it's so crazy. The seat next to me is open. God damn. And the lady behind me heard me say it, and she just started crying. And oh, gave wow. me a hug. And she had her six-year-old little boy next to yeah. her. And, um, and w- the game went on. Cody Bellinger hit a home run. Jake would have loved that. Dodgers win the game, the whole deal. Then we go to play catch on the field josh and i are going to do it for jake and take pictures and 
the line was ridiculous. The line, you know, 57,000 people in that ballpark, 57,000 people wanted to play catch. Right. It took forever. It took us longer to stand in line than the actual game. And so, you know, we're wrapped all the way around. We're the last ones basically in that group to get on the field before they lock it up. And we're out there. We're playing catch in left field, you know. Nice. And it was it was cool. It was a really, really cool. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to say for the point of the law, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Do what, do uh, take oh, care yeah. of Jake. And, uh, and it was, it was really, really cool when we got out of there and we took pictures and we drove home and Rita's like, Hey, do you want to, do you want me to drive? Are you tired? And I said, man, I'm on cloud nine. Nice. I had so much adrenaline going that it felt like a hundred pounds was taken off my shoulders by the end of the night. And it was a, it was a good night. It was, it was a good day. It started off extremely hard and then ended fantastic. It was really a great day. Yeah, man. It's so good to hear because as I'm watching the game was at four, right? The game started at four. Yeah. It took us so long to get in there. We didn't get into the fourth inning. I mean, everything, when I, when I was looking at like ways, yeah. you're going to be there at 250. You're going to be there at 320. You're going to be there. I was like, oh, my gosh. It kept moving and moving and rerouting me, and we're just stuck yeah. in traffic. And I was like, I, I cannot believe we're missing this much of the game. I mean, we never do that. No. And I kept thinking of you in, in, doing impressions of Jake. Come on. Fuck. What the fuck? What the fuck? I told you to leave earlier. <laughs> We're gonna miss the whole fucking game. What's wrong with you fuckers? That's that, 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 that's exactly. By the by the way, there. Uh, did you catch anything? You, no, you didn't catch the game at all. You're with your boys. Yeah. So fucking Addison Russell is a piece of shit. Addison Russell, of course, has been arrested a couple times for beating the shit out of his girlfriend or wife. Up to bat, swings the bat. Bat goes shooting in the crowd. Can't hold on his fucking bat. Then he does it a second time. And I scream out, "Hey, motherfucker! You didn't have a hard time holding on the bat when you're beating the shit out of your wife with it." Nice. You know, I was like, get the fuck out of here. No, I, yeah. I, I didn't do that at all. No. <laughs> of course I didn't do that, dude. Can uh, you imagine that shit? Just turn a nice moment into, hey, get the fuck out of here, asshole. Well, it's funny you say that because I said to a friend of mine yesterday, Yeah. I said, uh, you know, I'm going to make Dave cry at Dodger State. <laughs> it's not hard to do. Yeah. And she writes back. She's like, well, that's kind of douchey. <laughs> Right? I like when a girl says it. Yeah. yeah. So I said, oh, really? I go, you know what? He's in L.A. and I'm going to Cali Comfort. It's the first time I've been there. Yeah. And I'm going to send a picture of the sandwich and say I got it covered. Dude, it usually does, man. That, every she, time someone sends, shows me a picture of that menu, I do tear up. Every so she, time. she writes me back and she goes, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. That's kind of cool. I go, yeah, but the real point is Jake could lose his shit if he <laughs> saw his dad crying at Dodger Stadium. He would. And then I couldn't fucking get hit. He'd call me a bitch. He would. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Stop crying. God damn it. Out of all the dads out there, I got a big bitch. That's what he would have said. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm going to do this for Jake. I'm going to make him fucking get all choked up. Then that goddamn restaurant's so popular. Like Yogi said, right? It's so good, yeah. nobody. It's so good, nobody goes there anymore. Yeah, so, yeah. so crowded, nobody goes yeah, there anymore. That's what it is. It's too crowded, nobody but, goes there. But uh, dude, that's cool, Dave. You that's, know, it's just, I, I just, I would just say to everybody, I would say to everybody who asked me or asked Dave, stop saying how are you doing. Yeah, it it doesn't. There's never another normal day. No, you, you just like Dave wrote, Josh, Rita. I see him all the time. You just try to put one foot in front of the other. That's all you can do, yeah. but the normal will never be normal again. You're 100% right. That's it. There will never be another normal. So 
instead of saying, hey, how's Dave doing or how's Rita doing or how's Josh doing, just say this. I've got it solved for you. Hey, tell Dave I said hi and I'm thinking about him. That's it. Just tell Dave I said hi and I'm thinking about him. Stop using the terminology, how are they doing? Yeah. And, you know, Dave, for me, what I was thinking about yesterday is there's a feeling we get when there's bad shit going on, right? And for some people, it could be red lights in the in the rearview mirror. Yeah. You and I, unfortunately, have had too many times when it's like, hey, we need to see you in HR. <laughs> and you get that. But, but what you're going through is at such a different level than all of that shit. The only thing... I mean, we just, we've gone through loss, but not at that level. And the thing is, it's where you're trying to act like, hey, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm together. And the whole time you're like, I'm going to throw up right here. Yeah. I just feel so nauseous. My shoulders hurt. My ribs hurt. My hair hurts. Yeah. And it's just like, I just, man, I, my heart breaks for the family. And the thing I like, I, I'm sure a million of us think the same thing where we're like, I don't want to post this picture of me and my sons today, but I am going to post it because for David may give him a semblance of normal. Yeah. We have to, as a group, keep moving forward. And it's kind of like the wave of people where we have to make sure that we've got Dave Reed and Josh and we keep them moving forward too. We never forget what happened. We never ignore like it didn't happen. That's why the one thing on that text chain that was going yesterday that I liked was it tried to keep a little bit of the humor. Yeah. There there was a little bit of ball busting going on in humor because that's what happens on every one exactly. of those. You know where Woods is at, you know where Koss is at, you know where Al Horton's at, Glenn Geffner's at, Bernie Wilson, and the rest of these guys that all love this family very much. But believe me, man, I will just tell you, as much as we fuck around with move to L.A. and everything else, all the people that matter. I just said this to my friend the other day. There are people with you or me or anybody else that either like you or don't like you. But the people that matter care about you. Yeah. And that's it. So anybody who's offended by anything we've said on this show or Twitter, you don't matter. You don't have any fucking idea what the last 18 months in this fucking room has been like. And if you think for a second I give a shit what you think, you're out of your fucking mind. You don't get yeah. it. And you know what? Maybe a lot of you are fighting your own thing. And in that case, I care about you. We may fucking have a million things we disagree about on Twitter. But if you're going through fucking depression, yep. if suicides impacted you, and you write a fucking DM to me like, hey, dude, I fucking hate that podcast. I hate you and Dave. But you connected with me, dude, I'll listen to you all day long. Yeah. I couldn't give less of a shit what you think about me or the show. But if you're seriously going through something, we'll get you in contact with people that can help. You know, one thing is uh, I've, had, I've had friends who obviously say don't know what to say. I know yeah. everybody has my, my best interest at heart Sure, is when they hold back on stories about their own kids. Yeah. Because they think it's going to hurt my feelings or throw me into a funk. That's 100% not true. I love hearing stories about people's kids yeah, and what they're right. doing. I do. Yeah. I do. Man, I was uh, always was one of those that uh, always cared for young people because I, they're the ones that have the big dreams and they're innocent. And I get pissed off when people try and break down kids. And so I was one of those guys that that has gone out of my way to defend them. Yeah. So I always like to hear stories, especially if it's my friend's kids. So I always hate when people kind of hold back all of a sudden 
because I think it's going to make me feel worse. That, that's not the case at all. It's funny, man. And, and my kids initiated it on Friday and they initiated it last night. My kids are now 11. They're out of elementary school. They're getting ready to move to middle school. Any parent knows what's that like. Like I had to tell them, I cuss at them way too much. <laughs> but they're going through that phase right now, and I really single-handedly blame their mother, where they're always trying to get off the one-liner. They're always, and it fails all the time. Like they, they just say shit that fails, or they say something about their brother or something else, trying to be funny. And I said to him, hey, let me fucking explain something to you, okay? I go, there's no goddamn TV cameras here, and there's no fucking audience in the car, so stop acting like you're on a sitcom. You're not fucking Webster or any of these other dicks. I don't dicks. know who Webster is. Webster. They're trying to do it because this is the bar you've set. They don't know anybody. Me? 100%. Their mom. Bullshit. You're trying to keep it play. I play the soundtrack of sound and music in that car. Don't blame me for this shit. <laughs> I said to him, I go, enough of this shit. Stop acting like you're on a fucking sitcom. Because every one of your jokes tank. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was great. Because I always yell at the one brother, and then the other brother just laughs and laughs it up. Is there but, one of them that, that's closer to your sense of humor than, don't say, the oh, other one? Oh, they're both psychotic. But the one thing that I, <laughs> but the Dave, the one thing that I noticed was we went to a concert Friday night. Yeah. I've never been to a concert. So we went to a concert Friday night. They and, like it? Yeah, they had a great time. Good. It was fun. And, uh, and, the, and like the show you went to isn't a typical show for me, but it's like the, the two bands that played, there's a lot of history between our family and those bands. Yeah. And it kind of felt like we're never going to do this again, right? Like, yeah. We're never going to see this band again. Was it you and the two boys? or? or did... And I took their mom, too. Good. No, I took their mom, too. And, um, and yeah, like, uh, the band's Train. And I, I yeah. said this. Like, Train, to me, isn't a band that I would have really listened to. But Pat Monahan is friends with Howard Stern. Yeah. And he had a really funny interview. This has got to be 10 years ago. He had a really funny interview with Stern. And he was on Sirius and uh, did some Led Zeppelin covers and Aerosmith covers that were insanely good. Yeah. And so I I just, when I when my sons were like a year old and we were getting off the air at Extra, dude, I had no time for any of those PBS shows because they bored me. So I just, these guys were so little, they'd be like Bo Woods' age. I just had them watching concerts. Like that we'd get on one of these music channels. I was saying this last week. Tim McGraw was one, and I found a train concert. Yeah. I go, all right, well, I don't know. Half this shit. I knew like two songs. But they do a song called Calling All Angels. Yeah. And there's a line in there where he says, put your hands up in the air. Well, my sons were like 11 months old. They'd be sitting on the couch. And when he said it, even though they weren't talking, four arms would go in the air. That's awesome. And I said to their mom, watch this shit. And the line would come up, put your arms in the air, four arms in the air. And it fucking cracked us up. Yeah. Well, then Train came into iHeart. And I took their mom. They did like a little private thing. And I had like a 15-minute conversation with Pat Monahan 
who's a sports fan. He goes, what do you do? I go, I do sports talk radio. Dude, how do you do that every day? I'm like, how do you do what you do every day? He signed pictures. Their mom and I saw him a couple of different times. But I'm like, well, I'm never going to a concert with her again. Yeah. And I really don't need to see Train again. I've seen him enough times. But I said, but for my sons who just got out of sixth grade and laughing with them and reminding them, dude, you guys would throw your arms up in the air every time and watching them transition from my little boys into teenagers, there were about three different times on Friday night and about three different times last night where each of them sitting in the chair next to me, you're facing forward. They turned sideways, so I'm going north-south. They go east-west, and they took my arm and kind of wrapped it around them. Yeah. And it's cool because you know that as a parent, every mom's gone through it and every dad's gone through it. Where you go, shit, man, this may be the last time, right? Yeah. Because they dressed up like Harry Potter, Captain America every day, and now all it is is tank tops and shorts. Yeah. All that shit's gone. And so I appreciate every one of those minutes, but I just, when I was sitting there, man, I was just, I was thinking about a lot of people. I was thinking a lot of people, a lot of friends that have lost dads recently. Yeah. That would love to be in Jack and Cade's shoes. That song, man, Luther Vandross, Dance With My Father, is such yeah. an amazing song. And I just, the thing that I saw on Facebook over the weekend is I saw my own memories of Father's Day. A lot of them were in Monterey, where the U.S. Open was going. And all those memories meant so much to our family. We'll never do that trip again. Yeah, But... I saw so many people that had recently either lost a mother or lost a father or lost kids that said, man, what I wouldn't give for that one last dance yeah. with their father. And it, David just fucking tears the heart. It t tears a hole in your yeah. heart, you know? And it, it's just, it's, it's, it's great and it's painful at the same time. You know, it's interesting that you brought up this song, Calling All Angels, because when you and I did those shows for the Angel Station, we were asked to do the shows when Nick Adenhart passed mm -hmm. away, got, died in a car accident, way too young and extremely sad shows. But we played that song a ton. Do you remember that? The Angels mm -hmm. played that song over and over again. And they used it. If you went to an Angel game that year, the Angels used that song as their opening when they would take the field. Yeah. And... It was, I don't think when that song even first came out on the radio, I don't know if I was even a fan of that song. We were at KFMB, man. I was at K Dude, that yeah. song's like 20 yeah. years old. Yeah, I don't think I was even a fan no. or gave a thought think to that song. Drops of Jupiter? What? Yeah, I, remember I don't know drops what of, any of this I shit remember, means. <laughs> I remember drop, Drops of Jupiter reminds me of the Star 100 days. Yeah. Um, but the the calling all angels to Nick Adenhart and feeling so bad for his dad. Remember the whole story, and I'm not going to go through the whole deal. Everybody uh, rem will remember but, man, it's funny. That's the song I listen to when I feel I'm at my worst. That's the one I go to. Dude, I'll give you a great song from Train. I'll give you a great song from Train for that. Check out a song called When I Look to the Sky. Okay. And it, uh, man, he said something the other day. He sang this song Friday night. And that dude, Pat Monahan, man, like I said, hanging out and having a brief conversation with him. He was such an incredibly nice guy. He's incredibly funny if you've heard him on Stern. Yeah, yes. And... I mean, they're they're a pop band, right? Like I'm I'm much more into the Stones, the Who, or shit like that. Foo Fighters, like my kids and I were talking about the other day. But uh, but I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. That song connects me back to when my kids were so little and doing this shit. I can give yeah. less of a fuck what anybody thinks. My kids are my most important thing in my life. 
Who gives a shit? I hope you have a connection with your dad or your dad has a connection with you like I have with that fucking goofball band. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, dude, he does this song. And for anybody who's experienced loss, it's amazing. He does this song called When I Look to the Sky. And he said the other night, when I first saw him do it, he did House of Blues and he did it without a microphone. Really? He stepped to the front of the stage and just sang it. And the dude's voice, you know, was like, holy shit. Um, but he said the other night, he goes, you know, when I wrote this song, I was kind of going through some things in my life and some change and, and things were happening. And he said, I've recently had a lot of people tell me that this song connects to him uh, because of loss. Yeah. And Dave, I'm telling you, man, like I've always heard that song. And for me, it's always been about the vocals. Yeah. But when I was sitting there, like, that's the first time that I can think of in a concert where you go, like, you're not crying, but, like, you feel it. Yeah. Like, you feel it in your heart, in your soul, because I lost one of my best friends, Erica, this year to suicide. Uh, I lost a very close friend of mine, Jake Palais, this year. My best friend lost his son. And when you hear him singing this song, talking about when I looked at the sky, there's a connection. And for Jake and anybody else... Uh, our friend Jake, any of you that have gone through it, it's just it's a pretty powerful song. Yeah. And to hear him do it five minutes from here as, crazy. as the crow flies, uh, it, was, it was pretty awesome. Pretty awesome to see him do it. But, yeah, I, man, you listen to that song and that dude, and you go, yeah. I mean, there's different songs yeah. that connect you to everything. No, right? absolutely. No, ab ab absolutely. I'll, uh, I'll definitely look into it. Um, Got to ask a little bit of basketball. What did your, what did your, your son think about the Lakers. Does he now believe the Lakers are the team to well, beat? I was thinking about your little boy. Uh, it was cool. Like, it's exciting, right? When big deals happen, blockbuster. But his trade. favorite team is the Warriors. Not only do they lose, but their two of their stars are out for all the next year, too. Yeah. Now, what I heard today, most people still expect Durant to sign with the Knicks. That wow. Durant's going to sign with the Knicks and will basically just redshirt for next year. Clay is expected to re-sign with the Warriors. That yep. the Warriors will give him that deal and he'll be able to come back. And like a friend of mine up north said, man, can you imagine the ovation for Clay Thompson in street clothes next year, and maybe Durant, at the opening of uh, the new Chase Center? Yeah. Incredible. But, like, I mean, you're the Laker fan, but my brother's a Laker fan. My dad's a Laker fan. Bunch of buddies that work at Laker fans, right? There's Laker, Josh. Yeah. There's a bunch of Laker fans all around. So, A, I give full credit to Palenka for getting the deal done. But there's a couple of things that I look at, Dave, and I'm I'm watching. Yes, you you didn't have to give up Kuzma. But when you look at what Dave Griffin has done, and I'm not doing what you do with the Padres where you look at every fucking thing. I'm just telling you for your team. Yeah. When you look at that and realize that um, the Pelicans really will have a say in your team's draft for the next seven years. I, I don't. Do you have any worries with giving up Josh Hart? No, not at all. Josh Hart was a huge disappointment after being the best player in the summer league last year. Do you have any problem with them giving up Brandon Ingram? No, not completely not the player they thought they were getting. I mean, Brandon Ingram's soft. He's always injured. He He's just not the guy. What do you think when you hear Brandon Ingram and in the four for Bradley Beal? 
That's interesting to trade the number four, and that's a lot to me to give up. We talk about giving up to too get much Beal for New Orleans. If I was to me to get Beal, should only take the number four pick. You aren't going to win if you're the Wizards for a long time. John Wall's out all the next year. Uh, they have or, no chance. Okay, and then uh, clearing Lonzo out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when you look at that, that's a whole big. Yeah, all those guys were injured for the Lakers. Yeah, every single one of those. I mean, Lonzo has missed half the games. And he's a 44% free throw shooter. And his dad's a cocksucker. (laughs) Right. I mean, his dad was such an idiot today on TV. It was embarrassing. And then you you sit there and you go, yeah, you got rid of these guys. But the Lakers have two of the top five players in basketball on one team. Okay. So now when you- Technically, they traded away two two picks. The first pick in the second round is what they fucking traded away. (laughs) All right. Okay. That's right. I'm talking championships. Yes, go ahead. Um, When you look at that- and realize that the way the deal was structured and when it was structured yeah. leaves them about $23 million. Yeah, so kind of fucks them a little bit. If takes them on a Kemba Walker. I don't think yeah. you wanted Jimmy Butler, Dave. No, I don't want Jimmy Butler. But Kyrie, it yeah. feels like, do you look at that? And again, I just ask as a curious basketball fan, is the smarter move, do you look at that and go, okay, well, we can't get one guy, but maybe if we have $23 million, we can go and get two or three pieces because yes. we're going to need a few pieces. Yes. We don't have a number one pick, and we just gave up three fucking guys, Yes, right? we did. So we have Kuzma. Yes. We have Davis. Yep. We have LeBron. But now we got That's plenty of scoring, right? But not three-point shooting. That's what you need. They, yeah. need. they need shooters. I really want J.J. Redick. That's who I want. Oh, if, shit. If I could choose one guy, I want J.J. Redick from the Sixers to come back to L.A. Okay. Okay, I want just two really good shooters because they haven't had good shooters in a long time. And so I think if you can add like, you know, Corver was to the Cavs, obviously Davis and LeBron are going to sit there and, and drive to the middle. Same with Kuzma. He does the same thing. You kick the ball out, someone's going to be there to shoot. All right, so help me right now. Fill in, fill in the starting there, five. There, there isn't. There's there, no point guard. Yeah, there's no point guard unless you ask Rondo to come back. Who's your shooting guard? That's what I'm saying. You really don't have one. Because where's Kuzma play? Well, that's the thing. It's not like that where they, they kind of pull that move. Like they say that Anthony Davis can guard basically everyone on the floor but the point guard. They don't, they're just the, the five guys. So I, it's funny. I've, I've looked at this over and over again the last couple of days. Yeah. Terrence Ross. No one's heard of Terrence Ross unless you're just, your, your son has heard of him. Right. Plays with Orlando Magic. Big time shooter. Yeah. He's available. Chris Middleton, by the way, who's an all-star for the Bucks, is available as well. But you need shooters. J.J. Redick, to me, is the guy. You get him for about 12 to $14 million. Fuck. Now, now you're down to $8 million? Yeah, I know. Then you get a bunch of jerk-offs. Did they fuck? <laughs> Who's the kid, Dave? <laughs> Do you yeah. need a center? Don't you need no, a center on this they're team? They're talking about bringing back Brooke Lopez. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting because I was looking and yeah. going, do they go get Marcus Saul? Yeah, Marcus Saul could come back. Bring him back home. Marcus Saul, right. come back to LA, Mark. You can go get Boogie, or not enough money for yeah, Boogie. So you could. You could go get Boogie. I'm not sure. Boogie is always seems to be the the black cat, right? Everything that Boogie's around goes to shit. He yeah. never wins. Fuck. He never fucking wins. But but could, could Kuzma be? I mean, you're looking yeah. for a point guard. Could yeah. Kuzma technically be your? I two? think LeBron's your your probably your point guard if it was today. He just brings the ball to the court and starts the offense. Who's the three? The fuck, the 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 three could be Kuzma, or he's the two. I think Kuzma is the three, and then JJ Redick hopefully is the two. 
Fuck. But again, now it's not even the one, two, three, four, five, you know, in the NBA. But you're not going to have, how tall is Anthony Davis? He's fucking seven feet tall. Oh, shit. He's huge, man. Yeah, yeah. He's a big dude. The unibrow. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. Look, man, the it, league's better when you have exciting teams. And now I'm watching that deal in Toronto today. Yeah. And you're looking at Danny Green's a free agent. Yeah, Danny Green would be another guy that's a shooter, could join the Lakers. Kawhi's a free agent. Marcus Saul's yeah. a free uh, agent. Okay, stop at Kawhi real quick. Someone mm-hmm. said something today, and I watched a ton of ESPN and Fox and all these supposedly insiders, because some people do know stuff. Mm-hmm. Some you just don't know. Someone was saying that now that uh, Davis is with the Lakers, Kawhi's interested in joining them, and it's not the money that would be the factor. Everyone says he needed the max deal, and they said, well, who said that? He goes, someone very close to Kawhi, and then he did the big wink. Like it was Kawhi that fucking said it. I can't imagine. And everybody started laughing. And I was like, well, hell, that'd be nuts if Kawhi ended up with the Lakers. I, I can't imagine he's going to do that. That would be crazy shit. Uh, now, you then he'd see- be the first guy to win three championships with three teams. Wouldn't you see him go to the Clippers? I thought he was going to the Clippers. If I had to bet anything, I'd say Clippers or Raptors, right? Yeah. Now, were you watching the clip that they had from the bus? So they had the clip from the bus. Yeah. Uh, God damn. That that parade, there were so many people in the street of Toronto today. The buses were three hours late wow. getting to the stadium. That was stage. like me getting to Dodger Stadium yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So they had this clip of the buses are parked. And they're on top of this bus and they're yelling at all these people. <laughs> or people are yelling at the bus. Yeah. People start chanting, one more year. One more year. Kyle Lowry's holding up a one. Yep. And Kawhi has an uncle on the bus who's very close to him. For whatever reason, I think it's Uncle Charlie, but that might be my three sons. I don't know. Somebody's <laughs> Uncle Charlie. So Lowry, Kawhi's sitting right there. He's laughing. Yeah. Lowry's holding up one more year, one more year. Now the uncle, who's the number one confidant of Kawhi, starts holding up one more year too. No, he's holding up the one. Somebody in the crowd or whoever yells five more years, and the uncle immediately goes five. Kawhi's laughing the whole thing. Five, five, five. So five more years starts trending on social media throughout yeah. Canada, right? Yes. But if you watched Kawhi, he didn't say today could have been the day where yeah. he said, and I was saying to my friends in Toronto, I go, that was his opportunity. That was his opportunity to say, hey, let's see, let's be back here again next year. Yep. Let's do it again. And all he said was, hey, enjoy it. And then he <laughs> and then he did the laugh and he walked away. I think he's gone. I think he's gone. Yeah, I think he's gone. And I, I think he, man, your president of basketball operations, Danny Green, Gasol, Kawhi, I mean, they may get hit. Yeah, big real- time. Really, really hard. I was thinking about 98 Padres when Kevin Brown left and a bunch of other guys yeah. left. But but shit, man, it could be pretty impactful. No, absolutely right. That's uh, If you're the Raptors, though, man, you're, you're so crazy excited that you won this thing. I mean, yeah. how crazy is that? Someone put out on Twitter today, I saw Leisure Fryer uh, yelling at people. The question was, if you're guaranteed of winning the World Series next year, would you trade Tatis now? Never. <laughs> Never. Leisure Fryer, they didn't say it's because I'm 100. You better fucking trade him. But it was funny because your argument is guaranteed World Series, if you trade him now, 
or do you believe we're going to win a lot more with this guy than just one? Andy Green had the funniest comment yesterday where apparently he came up four times in the ninth inning for this series. Yeah. And he had two hits and he made two outs. Yeah. And like, whether you, whether you like Ted or you don't like Ted, dude, Ted's seen every one of these shitty teams since 78. Yeah. And like, I know, I just, I know him. Like you, you kind of listen between the lines. All of you do. You just, you listen between the lines and he talks about Tatis in a much different manner than he talks about any other player that's come through here in a long, long time. Yeah. Long, long time. Like there's just Dave, there's just, I don't even know anybody you can compare him to. He's a bigger version even than what Roberto Alomar was. I mean, he's, he's a big dude. He's fast. He's athletic. He's exciting. Is he? It does. I mean, even if he didn't miss those six weeks, dude, he's an all-star. Yeah. See, A-Rod. I mean, when you think about A-Rod, when A-Rod came up with Seattle. Boy, that's that's a hard one, too. Um, I mean, A-Rod had yeah. speed. A-Rod yeah, had power. Played short. Kind of had that natural charisma to him. That's a good question right there. I, man, that's funny. How many home runs do you think A-Rod hit as a rookie year? Do you have oh, any shit. idea, like, uh, off the top of your head? Nope. You're the first guy I heard to say that right there. Is he A-Rod? Man, that's interesting. And what is it, Dave, and, and for anybody else, dude, send me messages on on Twitter. Just let me know. All of you have an opinion on it, and I'm fascinated by it because I don't know the answer. When you see him be so natural yeah. in every aspect of his game, at this stage of his career, for you guys that watch him, and again, all of you, I don't care who it is, Geekster, HJ, Drunk Flannery, Eric, fuck whoever, send, send me the message. When you watch him play and you see how natural it is, Stevie Woods, all of you, how much of it do you give to God-given talent that he was just born that way? How much do you give to the fact that he grew up with a father who was a major leaguer? How much of it's hard work? I get that it's a combination of all those things. But there's always one thing that drives a little harder than the other. But he just, Dave, he's just special, man. He Oh, he is. He, he is. Okay, so, like, he's 20 years old, right? Uh-huh. So, A-Rod, when he was 20 years old, hit 36 home runs. It's crazy, dude, when you look at his numbers. Okay, here we go. A-Rod's numbers, 36 home runs, 54 doubles, knocked in 123. And at a 358 batting average. Three, how many bags, too? Uh, oh, my gosh. Does it show you? And he had 15 stolen bases. Yeah. That was 20 years old for A-Rod. That's insane. What year was that? He, that he was 1996. Up, no, I got that. But was it like his second year? Okay, so when he was 18, he played in 17 games. Okay. When he was 19, he played in 48 games. Okay. Okay. So 20, he played how many? And, and 146 games. So, yeah. So, yeah, so... First full season. Yeah, and he was an all-star. Yeah. But absolutely in, insane numbers. Um, Tatis, man, is is special. I 100% agree with you. And I would recommend saying this about him. If you go to a Padre game and you can afford it, try and get seats close to the field because you will be shocked how fast he is. Yeah. He's much faster than he is even on television. It's crazy to appreciate how quick he is. Who else is on that Seattle team when Griffey's uh, when uh, Rand, A-Rod's... Randy Johnson was on that team. No, but I'm talking offensively. Edgar's on that team. I'm yeah. trying to think of bats Jay around Buehner. him, right? Yeah, Griffey. Yeah, Griffey. Like, who are some of the other guys that would have been on that team 
because I'm just thinking you have that lineup. There's there's no and people probably like we're seeing with Tatis. Yeah, they're gonna challenge him because they think you're a 20 year old kid. And you haven't seen my split finger fastball. You haven't seen my curveball. You haven't seen all this shit, right? Yeah. But like he probably and I'm taking absolutely nothing away from A Rod. I'm just saying like yeah. who else did he have around him? Okay, here's your team. Your catcher was Dan Wilson. Your okay. first baseman was Paul Sereno. Joey Cora was the second baseman. Wow. Russ Davis was the third baseman. Rich Amaril was the left Holy fielder. Holy shit. Ken Griffey Jr. was center. Jay Buner right. Edgar Martinez was in, uh, was the DH. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's not overwhelming. No. No. Andy no. Sheets was on that team, believe it or not. Damn. Yeah. But, I don't know, Dave, I just look at it. Size-wise, they're pretty close. Yes. Right? Build-wise, they're pretty close. Very similar. And they just kind of have that it factor. Yeah. Where you watch them and you go, man. And I heard Ted tonight driving down here going, if you're the White Sox. Oh, you're, you want to you wanna throw up because the White Sox have so much good talent. Imagine if he was on that lineup. Yeah. But he'd be a guy, if he was with the White Sox, the Tigers, the Royals, any of these teams, it's what we've grown accustomed to for 30 years, if not longer, yeah. man, you have to see this guy play for fill in the blank. Yeah. And to have that guy here along with Machado, um, Renfro right now is unbelievable. You no, know, we just, by the way, I want to bring that up. You just said that Renfro is unbelievable. A week ago, you and I said, no, you don't get rid of Renfro. Everybody I'm, a week ago wanted to get rid of him. Well, hang on. Not, not Padre fans. It was not, all over the place. Time to trade him. Why? I mean, the guy's hitting home run. Not his fault nobody else is on fucking base. Yeah. No, I, I think, Dave, the majority of Padres' Twitter that I follow or that I see didn't like the idea of getting getting rid of Renfro. I, 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 didn't, I saw the rumors were there. Okay, so here's the deal. He's 27 years old. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next year, he becomes a free agent, correct? And he's 28 years old. Uh, he may. I don't, okay. I, I don't know that for sure. So a lot of people say you get rid of him now before you but have to sit there. He's got to have some arbitration years. He hasn't been up that long. That that was I don't know which baseball guy I heard today, but they yeah, were saying no, that Renfro uh, uh, can basically is a free agent next year. And again, I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but the way I look, try and find sports, I try and do it through the kind of the podcast app, and then I'll type in ESPN, and it'll just take me all over the place to anything that talks Padres, ESPN across the country. Type in Henry Renfro contract because uh, he's got to have arbitration years for a while. He hasn't been up that much. Shit, they sent him down last year. They sure did. Yeah, no, he's not. They're not ready. I, in, in if I had a guess, I don't know all this shit. I don't, <laughs> dude, I don't either. Hold on. Dude. By yeah. the way, I la I laughed at your boy uh, Bergman, Greg Bergman today. What did he do? He was <laughs> he was saying. At the grocery store, you know, when you, uh, you're sitting, you're going out, and they said, hey, you want to donate $5 to children's cancer? Yeah. Do you want to donate $5 to raise $4 million for Anthony Davis? <laughs> Might be, yeah. Now, I, I'm i just telling you. I'm trying you. to find it for you right here. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Rimfro signed a one-year $582,000 contract with the Padres, um, guaranteed annual salary. Okay, in 2019, Rimfro's base. I don't know what the fuck when it runs out. It says, looks like it says arbitration 2020, arbitration 2, 2021, arbitration 3, yeah. 2022. Yeah, fine. So, so he'd be 30 years old in 2022. Yeah. God dang, man. He makes, it's nuts when you think about it. Hunter Renfro for the amount of money, and the Dodgers have this and Cody Bellinger also. Mm -hmm. 
582000 is what he makes a year. Right. Clinton Kershaw makes $1 million per start. Crazy. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. But they've done a good thing, man. They've done a good thing with all this young talent coming up. And funny, I was talking to somebody in baseball the other day about Kinsler. Yeah. Right? Just the idea of Kinsler coming up and the $8 million, Like, who gives a shit? In baseball economics, and I was cracking up looking at how Kinsler's stats have gone way up, right? Yeah. For the last month or whatever. I don't know. I feel like when you cross home plate and you flip off the fan base, it may be a little tough for people <laughs> to cheer for you. Like, I know you're wearing the uniform, but when it's like, fuck you, fuck all of you. Yeah. I mean, look, if he's in the lineup, I want him to hit. Um, I I liked what Fowler said, that Urias is coming up and coming up sooner uh, rather than later. But um, I just... I it's funny. At, right now, Kinsler's, what, hitting 389 in his last, what, 10 games? Great. But he... Yeah. I, and I don't... My problem with Kinsler was the rush to sign him. I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. What's the rush? Two-year deal. Yeah. But, I remember it, was, it was like the Lakers when they got Timothy Mozgov. <laughs> Who else was calling? Yeah. <laughs> it was four-year deal, the whole thing. But right now, just looking at where this team is, when you look at Reyes, right? Franmil Reyes, when you look at Mejia, when you look at Urias. I'm not when, sold on Mejia yet right now. I hope Mejia's the guy. I'm not sold on any of those catchers. It's the biggest weak spot of the Padres organization. That's probably what they'll do with Renfro. Trade him for another catcher. Okay. It's, it's another four-inning starter. I was talking to uh, Woods today. Yeah. Talking about Edwin Encarnacion. Okay, yeah. The Yankees at him. And I text him. I said, man, that's a great pickup for the Yankees. I was Big. really hoping the Dodgers are going to pull that trigger for him. And he goes, look at that fucking lineup. You know, Dude. it's crazy. And I go, Clint Frazier gets right. sent down to the minors, and his numbers are insane. Right. And you just go, how the hell does does that happen? And then I, I said, man, I tell you what, if I was the Yankees, I'd package some of those guys for Max Scherzer. And he goes, or Madison Bumgarner. Ah, fuck it, both of them. <laughs> you know, it was like one of those. That's the shit the Yankees can do. You know what? It's funny, the Bumgarner deal. Because yeah. I was thinking, like, a guy like Frazier, if he went to San Francisco, now, again, Boach will be out. Yeah. But I was trying to think of Frazier because if he didn't already have Cordero coming back and Jankowski coming back and Naylor and all these other dudes, you go, holy shit, find a deal for Frazier, right? Yeah. But you already have plenty of outfielders here. <clears throat> but, yeah, if you're the Giants, I was trying to think, like, where are teams where you go, God damn, poor Boach has gone through 19 different no guys shit. in that outfield. You, Frazier has had a miserable experience with New York and the media and yeah. the whole thing. Man, he goes to San Francisco and gets a little change of pace. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he's a 25 home run guy, but you would think. I think he is. He might be, yeah. right? Yeah, I think he is. They know what's interesting on, uh, I know we're jumping around. Interesting on the Giants is Mike Kostrimski. You know, Yeah, what a catch the other day. That's his, you know, that's the, the grandson. Yeah. And so. He, the story was told, uh, they're talking about Father's Day, his dad passed away when he was very young, and it was his grandfather that basically took him under his wing. Not mm -hmm. bad to have a Hall of Fame grandfather right. that takes you under his wing. And I've watched this kid since he was at Vanderbilt, never thought he was going to get a chance to make it to the pros, but here he is with the Giants, man, and I found myself rooting for him, you yeah. know? Yeah, I don't root for the Giants. I don't either, but, but I found I myself rooting for that kid. I, I do. I don't know why. Just like, how the hell, you lost, his, you lost your dad, your little kid, your grandfather kind of taught you the game, and... Here you are with that big last name where it can't yeah. be easy to play with that last name. Um, I just I feel like the Giants all of a sudden, and I know they beat San Diego, whatever it's been, 10 days ago, two weeks ago. Yeah. God damn, does it feel like they've fallen off the baseball map, though, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, it's it's a shame. For Boach, it's a shame to go out this way. Do yeah. you think it's Boach's last year? Do you think Boach ends up with the Padres? Well, uh, I mean, I, I know Andy. Uh, you know, man, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't talked to Boach. Yeah. Like, I, I just think, like, we floated that a year ago. I'm, I'm sure Woods will claim he floated it eight <laughs> years ago. Cameron Kernan 22 years ago. God damn, no shit. That's even a better call. My apologies to Steve. 100% did you just nail it. Well, I wrote this column when Boach took the job. I said, wouldn't shock me if he won three world championships, saw the team get broken up, retired, and then went back to San Diego. I wrote it. You can look it up. It's in the archive. Holy shit. Is that a perfect call? Perfect call. And I'm going to say this, and then I'm done. Yeah. Uh Remember last week we were here and, and Steve and Ben had started. Yeah. And I said, no, I didn't listen. Give them a week. Those fucking guys, it's exactly what it took. It's so nice to have those dudes in the morning. As much as we love killing Woods, he sent the funniest video, which I had happened to see this afternoon. Which one of you dudes found that? The video on YouTube of Machado getting ejected. That was, I sent it to, someone sent it to me and I sent it over to Woods and that, you. That is so goddamn funny because I... I was out with my kids on Friday night. Yeah. And he gets ejected, but we don't have Orsillo and Mud up. I can't hear it. Fox Sports San Diego. I don't know why the fuck they do this. They do this <laughs> all the time. So I taped the replay. The yeah. only thing I want to see in the replay, I mean, the comeback's huge. Fox, we want to see that shit. Yeah. They took it out? Due to time constraints, we're no going to jump forward in the game, and they take all that shit out. So today I go, all right, well, let me go see what I can find of Machado. And there's a very funny video on YouTube that guys put together where he pretty much is a lip reading and nails it perfectly. Yes. What Manny's saying, what Bill Welke's saying, and what Andy's saying. And it's really, really funny. Be careful with kids around because there's a lot of profanity. <laughs> but I left around Jeff's kids. Going to right. They're used to it from their mom. But I watch it like 3 o'clock. I thought it was great. Yeah. You send it out. Wood says, hey, that guy does great stuff. He's a big Yankee fan. <laughs> what, what relevance is that? Who gives a shit? But other than that, dude, those guys sound so good, yeah. comfortable, happy in the morning. I'm really stoked for them. They they need it. 1360, you, get, you can't get past the 52. But there is something funny about Judd and Mike because both of those guys, I didn't feel like Judd and Nick was the right mix. I never felt like Mike and Steve was the right mix. But those two guys just sound like they're doing a show that they feel like five people are listening to and they're just going to have a great time. But so I kind of like it, Dave, between those guys. And then I went over today and Dan was on and he had Jim Nance on talking about Pebble Beach yeah. and... And that was really good about the U.S. Open. So I know Steve, uh, <laughs> uh, well, I don't need to hear don't do this every day, right? I like a little blend. But but for <laughs> Steve and Ben, fuck, man, they just, it's exactly what I figured. It, it took them, and maybe they were there Wednesday and Thursday, I don't know. But by today, God, they just sounded like they were right back where they should be humming. I'm really, really stoked for those guys. Really stoked. All right, I got to tell you, two things I took away from that show where I'm just like, what the fuck? And I'll tell you right after I tell you about Alan Taylor. Alan Taylor and Taylor May Pools. Look, man, the weather is extremely 
nice and it's getting warm and the June gloom is going to be gone in just a few weeks. You're going to wish you had one of those tailors. Alan, tailors. tailors. One of those pools. You wish you had a tailor too. Alan Taylor, Taylor and May Pools, by the way, just a fantastic family. You know you're doing business with great people. Alan and Amy, you want to give your business to them because you want to make sure good things happen to good people. And guess what? Taylor May Pools, they are the best in the business. Alan has done a great job building this business up for almost 25 years. Again, Alan's numbers, 619-449-4452. What are you waiting for? You thought about the pool for years, 619 449 Four four five two. Yep, gas prices going back up. Isn't that great? Oh my god! Driving in today, they're like, "Hey, remember the gas? How it was trickling down by a couple of cents the other day, coming down here, like anywhere we try to go." Dave just told you about shit going into <laughs> L.A. It took him how many hours to get up there? How many hours to get back? I have uh, family that's driving to Lake Tahoe, and you just go, "God dang, I can't think of anything right now." As beautiful as Lake Tahoe is, where you go, ah, oh, the gas, the hotel, the tax and fee on everything. Why not just do what so many others have done and call Al Taylor and the good people at TaylorMade Pool. And all of a sudden you go, hey, I have 20 hours of PTO coming up. I'm going to hang out right here in my backyard. I'm not going to have to drive anywhere. I'm going to go to hot sauces and more, get that grill. And then I'm going to relax out by my TaylorMade Pool. You can get the grotto. You can get the waterfall. It's going to be absolutely gorgeous. You're going to be the envy of all your neighbors, and you definitely want to check it out. Go to our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Right at the top, you'll see the banner for sponsors. Hit that drag down. Come down to TaylorMade Pools and see for yourself. It will be the best decision you've made in a long, long time. Absolutely. You will not regret it. Brian Curry selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than 20 years as well. Love Brian Curry, one of the first guys to reach out to me yesterday. Brian's just the best. I tell you what, he's so good at his job because it's through word of mouth. When you talk about real estate, everybody knows someone who sells real estate. How many people actually make a living at it? Brian is your guy. He's the best in San Diego when it comes to knowing neighborhoods and knowing the value of your home and what you can get for it. When is the right time to move? Brian will be honest with you. 619-251-1588-619. 251-1588. Dave, there's so many things that come into mind when you think about buying your house. And first off, you go, well, is it big enough? Can I afford it? What's the school district like? But there's other things that you may not immediately think of. Number one, is there HOA fees yeah. and what are they? Because you look at some of these downtown condominiums and you go, oh, okay, that's a cool place. I got a condo and it's God, it's the best 300 square feet I ever paid $900,000 for. And you go, well, I think if I do this and I give up lunch and dinner from Tuesday through Saturday, I'll be able to afford this place. And then all of a sudden you find out your HOA is only 800 bucks a month because they go down and stock the uh, dog shit bags in front of your condo. You're like, well, goddamn, that's worth it. <clears throat> that's why you need a guy like Brian. One of my good friends has a condo downtown, pays, I think his mortgage is somewhere around 3500 a month. Wow. Lives in a very cool place, loved it, because he was under the impression that his 20th floor building would always have a view of the ocean until they broke ground on the new condominium. Ah, son of a bitch. And now he's got a great view of the backside of a building, and a lot of people would close blinds because they don't like him looking at them <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> And you go, well, you know what? It's pretty cool because for about 11 months, yeah. I had a view of the ocean. 
And then for the last 24 months, I've heard nothing but jackhammers and cranes and whistles and trains and everything else going on. It's a huge decision that if you're not careful can really, really backfire on you and get you in a lot of trouble. That's why I need a guy like Brian Curry so that when you go in, you sign the papers, you get the keys, man, you know it's the best decision of your life, not the opposite. Absolutely. Jeff mentioned the website as well. Don't forget Kyle Fluger. Kyle's getting busy. Look, if you have a website that you want to make a little bit nicer, a little bit more professional, something that draws business, give Kyle a call, 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Yep, going to do a bunch of new stuff for ours. We're kind of overhauling it, getting all the old shows up there, and it's going to be great. And by the way, Lisa sent me a nice message. Lisa's been a busy couple of days, but all the old shows uh, are up there. And you can find them all. And Lisa, I did not forget about you. I'll get you the link. She said, hey, you know, the show I'd love to hear is the one that Scott Kaplan was in. Boy, it was one of our favorites. And uh, we'll send you that link. And the other thing, Dave, before you get to your two points, yeah. a lot of people have asked. I got a beautiful text message yesterday from Sam Bass, who was able to enjoy Father's Day with Fantastic. his family. It was great. He sends his best. Thanks, all of you who've checked in. And I am telling you again, uh, I got unsolicited and <clears throat> got a great text message yesterday from Josh Lewin. Josh Lewin is on the road right now with the Boston Red Sox. But when he comes back, he said to me, hey, took me a long time, but I finally got my act together and I'm ready to come down and hang out in the garage and we'll have some fun. We'll tell some stories I do not know if that means anything about 97.3, yay or nay, I didn't ask. We'll wait until he's uh, ready to share details on that. But he's doing Red Sox baseball, and I really want to Is he going to come in when the Red Sox are in town? Is that what he plans on doing? He's doing fill-in games for EEI. EEI has guys circulating through doing games with Joe Castiglione, and Josh is part of that rotation. So he's currently, where are the Red Sox now? They must be somewhere... Out here, they just beat the sh no. They just beat the shit out of somebody. God dang man, they won like six in a row. The Red Sox are playing great baseball. Well, he sent me a text yesterday. He said, "Hey, Happy Father's Day to you and Dave." And he said, uh, "When I get back off the road, I'll come in and hang out." And so I'm looking forward to it. I want to talk to him about the Chargers. Okay. That experience with the Chargers, how he came in here immediately. I feel like connected with the fan base. Yeah, And then when that team left, he, like so many of you, had his heart ripped out. He had moved back to San Diego, established himself in North County, was ready to be the voice, and they told him, keep walking. And we'll talk to him about some of the great memories with LT and others, uh, Charger moments, right? Yeah. We'll take all the shit from what's going on now and, and Dean. But for those of you that, that remember how great those days were and how great his calls were, uh, we'll talk to Josh about all that. Should happen within the next couple of weeks. You know, it's funny. I'm looking at the Padres schedule right now in August. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to see the Padres in August at Petco Park, here are the teams you're going to see. The Rockies, obviously exciting. Tampa Bay might have the best pitching staff in baseball. The Boston Red Sox for three and the Dodgers for three. That's a hell of a fucking month. It's a hell of a month to go see Padre baseball in August. But, you know, I heard, uh, I heard Ted and Jesse say it tonight driving down, Dave, on a Monday night. They said, we get it, kids are out. But Jesse said, man, the lower bowl 
is almost completely packed for a Monday night game against yeah. Milwaukee. Only a three-game homestand, right? And then they go back out on the road? Yeah. I tell you what, though. The Milwaukee team's good. They're one game away from the World Series. I got it. But I'm just saying, and and that plays a part in it, too. But for a Monday night, you and I know we've been out there. We've watched enough of these games. All of us have. Where when they show that side camera angle where you kind of see the dugout, there'd be a lot of open seats. Yep. And like Ted said tonight, I agree with him, man. People are buzzing about this team. You have two huge comebacks over the weekend. People come out and support the team. It's cool. Absolutely. Um, by the way, I do like Charlie Stunner. I don't know why everybody rips Charlie Shh. Stunner. No? Little June nope. Gloom yesterday when he says on the radio, the San Gabriel Mountains are just a rumor. <laughs> That's why it's good. <laughs> Is that right? Okay. All right. Two things I, I took away, and then I'm going to finish uh, my last thing. I got a Jake story that made me laugh over the weekend. Okay. Okay. One is... They were talking about, Ben and Woods were talking about taking showers, okay? Oh, How often geez. do you take a shower when you take a shower? Yeah. Fucking Ben doesn't take a shower <laughs> dude, till before he goes on the news, like before he leaves to go do the news. Dude. So Woods was like, wait a second. You don't take a shower before you come in here? He goes, never do. <laughs> never do. Dave, if there's one guy, one guy who gets a fucking mulligan, right? The dude gets off the air. At 11.30. Jesus. He lives in Solana Beach. So yeah. he's got to drive, or Encinitas, shitty, maybe in Lucadia, maybe even further north than I'm giving him credit for. So he's driving from Euclid on the 94 yeah. all the way up to, let's call it Encinitas. Okay. So we'll split the difference, right? Let's say you get home by 12, you fall asleep at 12.30. The fucking alarm's got to go off for Ben at what time? Four? Dude, I don't know. He comes in now at like 5.45, which, by the way, Wood's completely fucked up. He was going to have fun with it and play games that he wasn't there and he's always late, but then he told everyone what he was going to do the first time he, (laughs) he did it. I was like, hey, idiot, what happened to playing the game? Dude, four hours, you're in. Now you got to come down. You got to drive from Encinitas it's not the drive that they had. I was thinking about no, this. Both I was of those about guys are North County guys. Yeah, that's an extra I twenty know, minutes. Yeah, probably added yeah. on to go from getting off on Mira Mesa Boulevard. I mean, now you're right off the freeway at fifteen and yeah. Arrow, but you got to add that shit on. You're doing four hours. Were they doing four or they're doing four before? Okay. Both stations are doing four. They've been doing four. Now you get off. It's eleven o'clock. So you're going to drive all the way back to, up to North County. Yeah. And then you're up there until, I don't know, what time? He does the news, what, at 5 o'clock? Right. But he, I'm sure he's writing it. Yeah, I got that. Take a goddamn shower, motherfucker. Cool your fucking hair. <laughs> Why? Jesus. Dude, because just, just add a common courtesy to our friend Woods. Jesus. <laughs> How about some fucking hygiene? Jesus. He brushes his teeth, right? He's like, what, like 6'5"? I know it might take a little bit longer to wash himself, but fuck, take a shower. He's got a dryer sheet. Yeah, that would... <laughs> just rubs a dryer sheet on his Wiping skin. down with those Clorox wipes. Fuck, man. All right, here's the other one that threw me off. Okay. Right when that one kind of freaked me out. Woods asked him, hey, did you watch the Rockies-Padre game when they came back? Yeah. He goes, I was sleeping. You know, he didn't say I was beat to shit, but he goes, I was exhausted. I was sleeping. And then my wife came and woke me up to say, you got to see this. And so she brought me a, a glass of milk in bed, and I watched the rest of the game. He did not. Yeah. That. Ice cold milk. Nothing like it. 
He's the best, dude. He's the fucking best. He's just the nicest dude in San Diego. He He's literally, not better than Mark Grant. Is he better than Ernie Martinez? Well, I'd ask. I'd tell you to talk to Herm Gassaway if you have questions about <laughs> oh, <okay>. Ernie Martinez. <laughs> I'm not, what, did Ernie do Herm wrong? Yes, no, he's sitting he there driving nuts every fucking yeah, day. But, but that's just the way Ernie is. Uh, Doesn't mean to be a jerk. <laughs> Jesus, dude, I don't know how Ben does that, man. Dude, it's called a paycheck. That's how he does it. Yeah, maybe he's an ego guy. <laughs> what the fuck is the matter with you? I don't you? know. Rumor is Ben never ran from a microphone. Oh, my God. You're an idiot. You're a fucking idiot. All right. We're getting the fuck Hold out of Hold on a second. I'll get it to one quick story. Oh, let me hear it. I was thinking about this because we, the way we drove up to L.A., it kind of took me a strange way. I've never gone wrapping around Angel Stadium 60 into downtown L.A. You ever gone that route? Like, you go on the 5, then yeah. all of a sudden you're going uh, past Catella and the Angel Stadium's on your right, the Ponds on the uh, – I mean, the Angel Stadium's on your left, Ponds on the right side. I've done it. And it takes it. you on the 60. We were up there on a, we had stayed up in, uh, my ex-wife and I had stayed in LA. We'd gone to a Dodger game and the next night we were going to an Angel game. So I was coming the back way and it's like 105 to 29 different freeways. And eventually I ended up on the 60 to pull me into Angel Stadium, but I've never gone that way up. Okay. So we were, it took us around that way and. We ended up going by Azusa Pacific, you know, and, yeah. okay. And I was telling Josh the story. I'd never shared this story with uh, with Josh before. Rita's in the car. And I was saying, man, a few years ago when Jake was 17, we played an Under Armour tournament for the, the elite baseball players in the country. And we played at Azusa. And so you had to be 18U. Jake was 17. And if you ever met Jake, Jake looked older than shit. Yeah, Jake, uh, you know, number one, he was as big as a house and he had the long hair. And I, I don't know if he had facial hair at the time, but well, he, he probably nine. did. Yeah, probably did have facial hair. And uh, coach goes, what the hell is the deal with number 25? And I go, what are you talking about? That guy's 22 years right. old. I go, no, he's not. I go, I'll show you his birth certificate. He goes, bullshit. Look at him. He looks older than everybody out here. And I'm like, dude, he isn't. And so we played the game, the whole deal. I'm, I'm pretty sure we won the game. That was around the time where Jake was going through like major anxiety and he didn't like to be around a lot of people. And he, he was, Jake was never a drinker. Jake would smoke right. weed, but Jake was never an alcohol guy. Didn't like the taste of it. And so the guys argues with me that we cheated the whole deal. And I was like, ah, whatever, shut up. So I have, I, I carry everything. If you, in my garage, I always got buckets of baseball. So I'm carrying these fucking buckets of baseballs, like to my right, Jeff. And Jake's ahead of me and the guys walking out with his buckets of baseballs. Fucking Jake standing in front of the car, taking a piss in the bushes with a cigarette with a heater <laughs> out of his mouth and just <laughs> dude, couldn't have looked fucking older. Right. Dude, I mean, fucking just just pissing in his uniform with a heater out of the side of his mouth, pulling up his guy dang zipper and goes, you, you ready to go? And a guy looks at me. I told you, motherfucker, you were cheating. He was the original bounding down. I was like, he, he was he's 17. What's he doing smoking a heater? Fucking Kenny Powers. <laughs> the guy 100% didn't believe it that that kid was 17 years old. Dude. But it, uh, it's funny, man. It made me laugh out loud. And Josh and I were dying going, fucking Jake. Uh, kid's the fucking best, man. I miss him. Uh, just one final thing. Yeah. We are still trying to figure out how to do a live show for the Patreon people. 
Uh, it won't work at Cali Comfort because he's out that weekend at Del Mar doing their barbecue thing. <laughs> he was nice enough to extend an invite. That We're not going there. I mean, it's it's a great event, but it doesn't make any sense to do Why a Why don't live- we just pick a different date? Yeah, we'll have to do that. Okay. But we, we just have to figure out what the date will be. So we'll find a date. We'll get it situated and have everybody come down and be a part of it. So we'll get together. Whether it's at Cali or we do it somewhere else, we'll figure it out. But uh, it's going to be great. And thanks to everybody who stepped up and wants to be a part of it. Like I said, more details to follow. Absolutely. All right. We'll talk to you in a couple of days.